Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellocoon and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jellocoon along with Zach. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It is another episode Episode 285, and oh my god, is it packed. We've got Demon Slayer and Wonder Egg Priority Reviews. So, uh... Yeah, the, the segue will be difficult. I'm not, I'm not really sure how to tie those two together. But. Yeah, kind of can't. But let's just get into <laughs> it, because, really. uh... Man, it's gonna be a packed show. So, the last time you and I recorded... I had gone mm-hmm. through 10 shows airing this season. I am still watching eight of those shows. Wow. That's like a record in retention. I know. Normally, maybe what, like a third of them are worth watching. Yes, I've enjoyed and in fact, eight. It, yeah, no, I mean, eight makes sense, I would say. I forgot you did 10. That seems more than I even remember. But I feel like you were only turned off to like two or three of them, so that makes sense. Yeah. Just from our discussion. So, you also see some other shocking things. Or hear some shocking words coming out of my mouth in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. So, first off, I gotta say, I said in the last episode, but trying to watch ten different shows is really goddamn hard. (laughs) Who would have guessed? (laughs) <laughs> Although Mondays are now my favorite day of the week, because I get the two, I get the two or three favorite shows of the week that I get to watch, so I'm excited. Every Monday I'm like, yeah, Odd Taxi and He Gay Hero. One of those is one I picked up. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? Can you guess which one? <laughs> I'm gonna I say still odd. want to watch Odd Tech. Dude. Ah, but, you just But Higay Hero is the one I actually started. Yeah. You degenerate. I mean, that one sounds more unique, but the romance is easier to get in on the ground floor of you. I yes. don't know. It's it's more casual to watch. Uh, it's... Well, I actually, have, I actually have a lot of thoughts on it, so, you know. It, All right, so I'm kind of shocked that you didn't uh, start watching Odd Taxi, but I'm not, I'm not surprised to start watching Higay Hero. Yeah, you know, I like my romance anime. Oh, yeah. I like drama. And this show really pissed me off. I almost dropped it. Um, oh! So, like, I, the first episode was interesting. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of wholesome. And they're dealing with some heavy topics. So this is going to be good. Um, and, like, the guy's clearly written as, you know, a, a nice person. It's not going to end in, in him taking advantage of her and stuff. That's pretty clear. So, you're, so I was interested in how it's going. And then it gets to, like the end of episode three and i'm like they just keep bringing up her sleeping around to get where she is and the dark past and it's mm. like it, it i was so frustrated because i'm like this doesn't count as as good writing 
if you're just like constantly using it as the carrot on a stick and never getting into it, right? Like dark themes mean nothing if you're just like they have a tragic past. And then she cries and then you're like, but we're never going to talk about it. Because like real people, if you were someone willing to let uh, this girl like stay in your home, you would want more details or at the very least like her struggling with that and crying would make you ask something. But like the character is just like, oh, OK, whatever. Make, yeah, they make him the nice guy. And then he's yeah. like, well, whatever, I feel bad for her, And, you know, I'm going to set her straight. And it's like, yeah, but do you even know what you're tackling? Like, you yeah, you just you never go any deeper. So I was just getting really mad. I'm like, if this show just never gets into it, then I'm going to be pissed. But then in episode four, they actually do. And then in five and six, they really do with that other guy. Yes. Work at her work or whatever. Yeah, how convenient so, that that this guy just happens to be at her workplace. Right, yeah. And isn't the goal to sleep? Well, the, it wasn't the goal. But she had to sleep across Japan to get to Tokyo. But he's already there. So, like... Uh, clearly there wasn't like an additional stop to be made i guess maybe that was the last person and they don't really clarify that because it's like it's not like that helped her get closer to tokyo it's in the exact it's within five minutes of her (laughs) workplace that she found the new guy and it's like i guess you can only assume that he's the one that kicked her out maybe last and that's why she was under the light pole i don't know they don't really clarify that but i guess it doesn't matter yeah yeah, like you said kind of convenient tokyo is a big fucking place never mind going across all of japan so that's kind of weird yeah. Um, yeah, but the show's good. Um, it's not good in, like, uh, its harem element. I'm not really enjoying how every character's like, he's just such a nice guy. Oh, you know? yeah. And they like, keep, I love you. Like, They keep adding more girls. Yes. I would have preferred if they just had, like, his main love interest and not the, like, blonde girl that also likes him and, like, a love triangle. I don't really enjoy that. But, you know, it is a romance show, so they're going to put more romance in there. Oh, yeah. But I don't sure think she adds much. But I do really like how... I feel like she's really immature. Uh, the blonde the girl? blonde girl, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I Well, okay, so here, here's the part I like about the show to explain why I disagree. Okay. I like how the show gives each character like their different philosophy and how they live their life. And the blonde girl, you could say immature, but it's very much where she's like, I just don't want to be... It's. I don't want to use, like, popular culture, but it's it's the FOMO, the fear of missing out. She's not going to just sit by and watch, like, opportunities pass her up. That's why I so, bought like, Dodge Coin like... this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> I hear you, though. And basically, right. yeah, I think they gave, made her a little immature, but I don't think it's wrong. And she also uses that against the character in the latest episode, saying, you know, if you keep being too nice, you're never actually going to get what you want. Yeah. Because, like, his... His philosophy is very much the opposite of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do really like how they give each character a chance to be like a foil to his philosophy. He has like the friend at work who's married and is more down to earth. And then the girl he likes is, I guess, naive and experienced being a virgin and not dating anyone or whatever. But then is wise and like she said, well, she wasn't ready and she wants it to be like a long-term thing and we'll ask when she's ready. And it's like, I don't know. It, it's an interesting perspective because characters are in like one of two bins. They're either waiting for life to pass them by or they're just actually like going for it. And like the I girl at say work. waiting to pass her by? More like making sure she's ready to go on to that next phase of her life. Yeah, that's more fair. I guess uh, planning. Planning versus spontaneous. And spontaneous can be immature. 
But really, I think it's to highlight the difference between that and the blonde girl from work is kind of like the same as the blonde girl. Wait, they're both from work. Yes. The one Sayu works with is similar in, in mentality to yes. the other one. And I also like how different people are better at seeing different traits about Sayu than others. Or like, he knows that her smile was fake in the beginning and that the other one was flirtatious. But, like, he can't really pin why it feels wrong. But then the girl that she works with is like, look out for her smile. She's really good at faking, you know, a facade. Yep. And I thought that was cool that characters are able to read more into, like, how Sayu actually is. Definitely. So it's, it ends up being a really well-written show. I like the characters. But, awesome. yeah, I was three episodes in and I was like, God, it's frustrating me. Because if you're going to tease people taking advantage of an underage girl and, like, that fucking her up and her tragic reason to leave home, like, eventually you got to deal with it. You can't just use that as, like, the teaser the whole time, you know? Mm. So, I I still feel like it's going to fall short. They're tackling some tough stuff, and I was really hoping the scene with, like, the girl he has a crush on from work talking to her would, would give me more. Uh, but in my opinion, it kind of fell flat. Kind of, she kind of failed as, like, her job as an adult to... Because she shares all of that, like, I slept with guys, blah, 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 and starts crying, and she's like, it's okay. And it's like, that's not... It's not okay. <laughs> it's not the proper yeah. level of comforting. Yeah, yeah. It, that scene fell kind of flat, and I was hoping for more. Understood. Um, Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I, I, I like it week to week. I feel like every episode, just so much happens. And yeah. it's like, oh, episode over. It's like, fuck, I want more. Because at the end of the day, I just want to know, like, what the fuck happened? And obviously after episode six now, you know, she's finally ready to, like, confront her past. Right, yeah. Yeah, It's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, Odd Taxi I've been loving. Fucking fun show. Really enjoy it. Um, That's my second, probably my second favorite uh, of the week. Um, All right, you ready to be shocked? Don't, Again, this yes. is too much shock for me to deal with. Too I'm getting shock? old. Yes. <laughs> too much shock in one episode. I've been enjoying Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. I'm not shocked. I, uh, well, I mean, I haven't watched any yet. Ah! But I tried to assure you it, it would change a little. It wasn't all the first episode. Yeah, it's been uh, a fun, guilty pleasure. I'll just put it that Well, way. what changed? Is it just the same and you've grown to like it or does it, I mean, cause it's supposed to change and it's not just pointless t- teasing of the character. Yeah, no, that's the point where like mm-hmm. now, like she gets her comeuppance. So like hmm. there's a scene where like, she's like, Oh, guess which bun is the premium bun. And she puts them under her, her shirt and he has to grab the bun into her boobs. Well, one of the buns fell out, and he grabs her boob, and it was like, "Ah, oh, this must be the premium," and she's like freaking out, but she can't like she can't be like, "Ah, oh, that's my boob," you know, because she's the one who wanted to play the game, so it's like this is her own fault for being in the situation. Hmm. And on the other hand, mm-hmm. she likes it because it's like her senpai that she likes. So I don't right. know. I don't know. It's just a guilty pleasure of just silliness and all the crazy stuff. And they've done a good job of like 
Senpai will make a nice drawing of her, and she'll be like, she'll drop her act of me teasing him, and I come out and be like a real person to her or to him. <laughs> so, you know, you'll see that side of Nagatoro. I don't know. Like I said, it's guilty pleasure. It's just been fun to watch. The voice acting's fun from both the male lead and the female. Yeah, the voice acting did seem good. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna curtail your review of eight shows, but uh, what about the one that was like the Higa Hero, but more pervy? Are you still watching that one? Oh, the childhood more, more friend. More pervy in a way where yeah, where it's like unwanted love. It sounded oh, kind of Koyamimo. hard to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually stopped watching that for like five weeks. Like I watched mm-hmm. the first two episodes and never picked it up. I actually finally got caught up on everything today. It took me like a entire week to get caught back up. But yeah, I finally after watching a marathoning, I began to really like the show. Uh, it's it's an okay. It's still weird. It's still I don't know. It's yeah, no, it's rough. I'd, I'd much rough. rather watch the guy turn down the girl in Higa Hero than the proposed plot of that yeah. one where she's like, I don't want to date you. And he's like, well, I'm just going to be so persistent. Eventually you'll have to. And it's like, uh, creepy. Yeah, yeah. So, like the age difference. Feels, like there's, not, a, not there's like a tension right now where the older 27-year-old guy is like telling a high school kid, like kind of flexing on him. And being like, she's with me, but not saying that, you know, mm-hmm. but like using his, you know, he's a taller, bigger guy. So, you know, he's using his, his superiority of being an adult over this teenager to like try to get him to stay away from the girl. Right. It's, it's weird, dude. Um, well, that reminds me of the other thing I didn't like in Higa Hero where she like forgive, forgives the man. <laughs> Uh, at her oh, work. yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm not mad anymore, but I'm not ready for, to forgive you. And you're like, ah, you can be mad. That's fine. Also, I don't think the guy was, like, rough enough either. He, like, tossed him into the wall. Yeah. He could have kicked come. him down the stairs Hell or something. Yeah. I, they don't want to make it so dramatic, I guess, that he's, like, accused of, like, just really Beating assaulting someone of, or something. Beating the yeah, shit of a high school kid. Because then they would have to... Well, I, don't, I think he's older. I mean, I think it's kind of implied that the... But that ah, guy true. is definitely older yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. That's He's like true. college age. Yeah. But um. So, but yeah, but either way, I guess that would add more complications. Where it's like, but now it's assault. They both have to explain to the police why they're involved with this underage girl. It would take the show a different direction. Yeah, I agree. But I will say I do not like how she like forgives them at the workplace. That's absurd. But but maybe they'll be clever with it. But I don't like where that's going. I hear you. So, uh, put, kind of put the, the rocket on this. Uh, Megalobox has been fucking awesome. Uh, awesome, awesome show. Um, I dropped the uh, childhood friend always wins. I couldn't watch past episode one. I was like, fuck this show. Uh, <laughs> same with SSSSS Dinosaur. I tried watching the second, second episode, and all they did was information dump, and I'm like, fuck this. Deleted. Mm-hmm. Um... Super Cub is still fun and fun. And Tokyo Avengers kicks ass. Or Tokyo Revengers. Um, one of the things I did want to bring up about Tokyo Revengers is I love the fact that they didn't do this in, like, Erased. 
when the main character goes back to his time. He's a completely different person in the past. And when he shows up, he's a completely different person. Meaning the characters around him notice that, hey, there's days you seem to be really mature, like we're talking to an adult, and other days, like, you're not mature and you're like your normal self. It's really weird. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point, yeah. Like, suddenly, especially in Erased, where it's even younger than high school, you know, it's like fucking eight-person yeah, um, yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that should be a little obvious that he's not eight anymore. <laughs> At least for this one, it's like, I don't know, you're 16 and then you're 30, and at least that's well, he's uh, in middle school. more he's, similar. He's 13. 13 okay. 14, somewhere in that, yeah. So yeah, just like you raced, you're very much a kid, and it should be obvious. Yes. Um, finally, um, I don't know what else. Okay, I thought I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I started watching uh, uh, Horomiya. And uh, it's a really cute show. So <laughs> everyone last season was like, oh, if you like romance anime, you really got to check out Horimiya. Oh, yeah, I did see clips of that one. But then I just saw like the girl character slapping the man or something. And I'm like, yes. I don't know where this is going. So basically it's don't judge a book by its cover of the anime. And... People have lives outside of school anime. That's nice. Yeah. A slice of life can exist outside of school. Yeah. Well, yeah. So basically, um, Horimiya is a play on the first two, the first two names of the main characters. And Mm -hmm. basically, Hori is a girl and like, um, she basically thinks like this kid in her class is like a big nerd and like an otaku. In reality... Like, he's a really nice guy, and he got, like, he was dumb as a kid and got tattoos and stuff and regrets them and, like, you know, things like that. And they end up, the the main character, the male main character, ends up meeting her little brother, and, like, they become friends. So he goes over to Hori's house, and every day, they learn a little bit more about each other to the point where they're like, she likes him coming over, and they both realize, like, hey, we're two different, completely different people out of school. Like, our assumptions hmm. about each other are completely wrong. I'm only up to episode three. Um, so, I mean, I've maybe a little fuller further. Maybe I just haven't updated my my list number. But I've enjoyed it so far. Like I said, it's just cute because there's no drama. There's no stupid... Like, it's just like, hey... I got to meet this person, and hey, what do you know? They have obligations and responsibilities, and and the assumptions you make about someone necessarily isn't correct. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And things move that really fast. Good. Yes. I tried watching, uh... I tried watching, uh... Uh... Love is War, and I just couldn't. Uh, season two, or season have you never one. seen one? Yeah, it's. I, I don't dislike it, but it's very much all the same. I don't know; it gets repetitive to, for, to me. Oh, what didn't you like about it? Just that this, it's like the one joke of ah, he doesn't like her, and they don't like him, but they do like each other. And who's gonna break first? 
It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly doesn't make any plot progress, but I mean, I guess you, you gotta like it for the, the gags. Yeah. The bits. Eh. If you don't find the bits funny, then what's the point? Yeah, I will I say that's another one where the voice acting is really good. That was like the most interesting part about it to me. Um, What about... There's one other one you watch, Full Dive. Are you still watching that? Yes, loving it. Hmm. Um, it's kind of not getting good reviews, but from what you well, told me, I mean, it pokes fun at tropes of games. I was kind of interested. I mean, they just finally came around in episode six, finally putting a rest to like him killing his best friend and the, and the sister wanting to kill him. So Jesus, it's very was slow I? going. How did that happen? <laughs> in the first episode. Oh, I completely forgot what the first episode was. I didn't even know it was that severe. I yeah, just, he basically only... accidentally murders his best friend at the very uh, beginning of the game. Yeah, you never told me that because I said I was going to watch it. You just told me he... What did you? How did you phrase it? You're like, he basically ruins the entire game in the beginning. Yeah, that's how he ruins... Yeah, that's because you're supposed to do stuff. Like, you're supposed to, like... The sister is your childhood best friend. Well, you're both childhood best friends, but the, his sister that you kill... Is, is like you're supposed to go fall in love with her, and like the ma- the cat you kill was supposed to be part of your party, but he I instantly see. ruins everything by murdering like your best friend. You end the game if you killed your love interest and your like partner in the game right away. Nope, you don't die. You get one life, and like, well, if you if you fuck up, you don't get to start over. They're like that's part of the realism. <laughs> okay, that is that's still pretty funny. Um, I, I've been enjoying it. It is a bit, I mean, they have a whole, like, there's a part where, like, the, he, the guy was going to get cut to pieces, and he was so scared he pissed himself, and then, mm-hmm. like, they, like, it, it comes into, like, other parts of his life and why he's playing games, but it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but it's just a fun show. Like I said, it's... It's not bad, it's not great, but they've been kind of slow on, like, getting anywhere. Like I said, we're mm-hmm. on episode six, and they finally just put the bed, the final nail in the coffin of, you know, all the events that took place in episode one. Yeah, that's that's probably way too long for, like, a 12-episode show. <laughs> exactly. So it makes me wonder if they're just going very slow intentionally, or... If, um, you know, it's this is going to be like a multi-season show. I don't know. Right. But yeah, it's been fun. So that's that. What have you been watching? Other thing, anything, anything else other than not airing? Uh, nope, we covered it. All right. <laughs> that's well, all let's, I've been watching. Let's just. I mean, I watch. Okay. Yeah, I watch the two things we we're going to talk about. Uh, I've been watching non-anime. I watched Invincible. I don't know if you've heard of that. The... Uh, no idea. Ooh, everyone's talking about it. It's uh, it's on Amazon Prime, but it's it's a comic book turned animated series. Oh, and it's very violent. Oh. It's very gory. It's uh, I guess closest in animation style to like Castlevania on Netflix. It's very much grittier Western animation, but grittier is probably the wrong word. It's just very violent. Huh. Um, but it's really good, and it has a uh, like a dark twist to it. Huh. Yeah, no idea. I would recommend. Yeah. I have so much anime to watch, I just haven't been watching anything else. True, that's fair. You're watching a ton of anime. I am. 
How the fuck am I still alive? <laughs> All right, Demon Slayer. I picked a really good time to watch something this. train. Not even that. I want to say Demon Slayer in general. Oh, okay. Uh, I was yeah, we just... haven't really talked about Demon Slayer, huh? Because no. you hadn't seen it on all the weeks I was talking about it. You're right. <laughs> I, well, okay. I talked about it enough, I You guess. are right, yeah. So I won't go too deep into the actual show itself. But mm-hmm. I finally wanted... I knew this movie was coming out sometime, and it was super popular. I knew it would come out in Japan. Right. And it was super popular. It was breaking records, and I was like, okay. This damn thing's even on Adult Swim. It's got to be good. So I plowed through in about five or six settings of the entire Demon Slayer TV. Um, it's interesting, but it's definitely got its like, it reminded me a lot of Inuasha. Yeah, I never saw Inuasha, but I, I have another friend that said it's similar to that. Oh. And uh, it's a... Uh... I mean, it's good, but not great is basically my review of, of yeah. the original series. I There's gave t- it a... too many characters, I feel like, yes. for them to do much with all of them was one of my complaints. And the CGI holds back the show at times. At times, I think the show looks really ugly because of all the CGI. But people somehow praise it for looking good. Sometimes it does look really good. It's, I guess Ufotable has done better work, in my opinion. I think the Fate series looks better, but... But anyway, what what did you give the original show? I gave it a seven. Yeah, um, I think that's what I gave it as well. I really it was like always good, main... but it didn't break anything special for Shonen. It was just yeah. like a better than average Shonen. <laughs> I agree with you about you know uh, too many characters because they'd be like, "Here's the ten mm. Kizuki, and here's what they do, and ba 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 ba." Oh, and then here's the ten good guys or whatever. Yeah. And here's ninety. 90- and then they don't do it stuff with some of them. They're like, and then all the lower moons were murdered. The end. And it's like, okay, well they weren't even real characters, so who cares, yeah, right? Exactly. And then you know, it's just like they just kind of like. I also felt like okay, we go through all that stuff, and then the last four episodes are them just like retraining and padding. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. but padding. Like, the, for the last four or six episodes, this is like, okay, great. You've learned to breathe and break jugs and do all your breath things. And... I guess in a way that was kind of smart. I guess because it, not in like a standalone show type way, but in a series way. Because it did set them up for a movie that was only action. In, in my opinion, to the detriment of it, as we're going to get into. Yes. But... Uh, but yeah, right. I mean, if you spend your last four episodes recovering and training and talking, it did at least set them up for a movie that was all action. So I guess they planned it correctly. Yes. So because they are staying faithful to the original, which probably had that um, jump between. Yeah, I agree. Um, so like, I liked. You know, my favorite character probably was uh, in Yosuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zets, uh, Zetsu was pissing me off. Zensetsu. Mm. Like, he, they did really good in English dub for him. But man, he was annoying. Oh, yeah, annoying. I watched it in Japanese. And he's annoying in general. Yes. I mean, Off that's the problem I have with most shonen, is even if they're dealing with, like, tough stuff, 
every shonen does this because i don't know it's just part of the shonen trope i guess it just gets too wacky you know too anime <laughs> that's ironic yeah having watched anime for a decade and talking on this podcast about it that something could be too anime but you know what i mean it's like shonen hits all those tropes where they become like wacky inflatable people when they're telling a joke you know like full metal brotherhood even does this and brotherhood full metal in general is dealing with like some of the spookiest saddest like material yeah um it's such a tragic backstory and then they hit you with like the goofy shonen episode and you're like well what was that it's, it's same with code geass code geass is pretty intense in plot and then they just have like an episode of them trying to find a cat in yeah hey, that was one of the best episodes <laughs> but yeah I agree. it's kind of good because there's some tension between him and his best friend by then yes um but but yeah it's it's still it's weird it's like the, because it's a serialized shonen manga it's like it's re- a requirement to tick those boxes and i felt that way about demon slayer as well where i'm like these could be complex characters and they have their shining moments but they're also just very wacky they're very trope like so. uh, i really enjoyed you know the story watching um um, Tanjiro, you know, go through his whole training arcs and all that. Mm-hmm. But the thing I kept thinking of, okay, you're now a demon slayer, but there's levels, right? Yeah. Why are they just letting fucking new uh, demon slayers or demon slayer recruits? Oh, here, just go fight anybody. They could be level 10. They could be level two. And like... Like, how are you? And they're like, oh, man, demon slayers keep dying all the time. Well, no fucking (laughs) shit. Like, you don't. These motherfuckers aren't, like, in teams or, you know, groups or. Kind of in teams. They They are, but. but Put them together eventually. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like. Yeah. The team, the main team was, you know, brought together by circumstance, not because they were told to be together. Yeah, and I they just kind of like hung around each other for the sake of, well, things are better in threes, I guess. I don't know. I guess it's kind of it kind of fits with the story. To me, it's like it's kind of to paint the picture that they don't have the luxury of just you know being stronger than every problem they fight, like some shonen, like Jujutsu Kaisen did this. They had like power levels, and they would send like the specific power level of Exorcist to kill this specific demon guy. It's like in that way, it was how perhaps the demon slayer core should be run but yeah, it kind of paints then, like, the picture why do you of have, it why do you have levels because you could right. fight any level like no one's keeping track of like oh man that was a level 75 uh demon oh that, that, that trying, brings me up three trying to do it based on yeah they're trying to bring it based on like how much of the original blood they have or whatever but i mean the movie illustrates uh, i don't know i mean we're going to talk about the movie so you know if you haven't yeah. seen the movie I'm going to spoil it, so get ready. Yeah, spoil it. Um, no one can defeat the Upper Moons anyway. Yeah, they so just why showed that. He... Well, right. Well, I mean, I guess the point is, why bother having a ranking system to depend on what they can beat or whatnot? If if one of those show up, you lose anyway. Yes, um, death. So that kind of makes sense, because that was supposed to be, like, the strongest Hashira guy. Um, but anyway... What was I going to say also? Oh, they try to adjust. I mean, they always send, like, the more senior people to come bail them out once they learn there's a specific team in there. No, that's very true. That's very true. I feel like they've just been tricked a million times. They're really bad at gathering intel, but they they try to make up for it by sending, like, a better ex-slayer there. Yeah. Like, for the spider people or whatever. Those were my favorite next to the drum man. The drum man is good. The taiko drums. Uh, 
One of my favorite episodes is the guy that like pulls the girls into the cement, the like shadow man. I thought that was a cool villain. Oh yeah, the first guy they fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I thought that, that was, was cool because he's like he's a brand new demon slayer too. So there's like the tension of him going to lose as well. All right, so that's the series. It was a really easy watch. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I like I got I had the opportunity to marathon it, so like I wasn't watching week to week, and honestly. I think shonen shows are better when you can marathon them, because you're not having a slog through. And granted, there wasn't a lot of filler until the end. Yeah. But it just kind of happened. Like it was like you kind of figured out the rhythm of it was like, okay, uh, story, 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 training, 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 monster, three episodes, one kind of episode to let you breathe. And then another monster for another three or four episodes. And then breathe. And another one for three or four episodes. And then reading. And then wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Four days of talking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Shonen in general is good in that way. Because if you do hit a filler episode or even just one that's goofier in tone, it doesn't like, you don't have to think about it all week. You can get back to like the parts you like about the show. Yeah, and I felt like it didn't really matter. And what kind of bothered me, too, is, like, they made a big deal about getting the blood. You don't even see Tanjiro getting the blood anymore after, like, the first or, two, first or second demon. Like, that mm-hmm. whole part just dropped. That, I didn't even think about it. Honestly, I forgot about it. They do such a bad job keeping up with it, yeah. That I forgot he was even supposed to be getting blood for that woman. <laughs> yeah, and then Nezuko. I don't understand! Why no one likes, why everyone likes Nezuko. Okay, cool. She can do some badass, like, fights, but it seems like, like you said, oh, someone more senior just happens to show up and save the day. That's exactly what she was used for. She was like the, oh, shit, Tanjiro's gonna die. Oh, wait. Nezuko just became, like, over 9,000 power level. But now she's gonna sleep for six months. She's like, yeah, she's interesting to the plot. Because she's, like, a non-evil demon. But, yeah, I don't like how she's, like, the trump card as well. Yeah. All right. Demon Slayer Mugen Train. So, right after the... Well, I say not right after. During the very last episode, they are told, Hey, you need to get on this train and go fight this demon thing. And we're shown, like, people getting killed on the train. and And the episode ends with them trying to get on the train without being... Taking me, uh, really scaring the shit out of all the passengers. Cause, like, Yosuke with his, you know, sorry, Inosuke with his, with his, uh, swords Overhead. swinging around like everything. Swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's where the movie exactly picks up. So, if you want to watch the movie, you definitely need to watch the TV. Um, you could kind of get so around crazy it. crazy to me. That is the best the best-selling movie because it does have that requirement that's kind of nuts to me yeah it's not even like you can just show up to the theater and enjoy it well you kind of can a little bit it is just action but yeah but yeah you'll be like what so yeah um so they get on the train again and they meet a new uh guy we kind of briefly saw him in that p meeting his name is uh, Rengoku, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a flame demon, 
or a flame Hashira or whatever. What are they called? Mm-hmm. Is it a Hashira? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that must mean something in Japanese, but there, there's like nine of them, and they each represent a different element, and they're yes. all the most powerful demon slayers yes. under the strange, like, cancer-irradiated man. Yes. They still haven't explained what's wrong with him, but seemingly he's dying, and he certainly yeah. looks like it. So. He's going to be dead soon anyway. Yeah, he's like, I'm dying, and it's like, well, no shit, you you look like Deadpool, your face is a ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're dying soon. I agree. Yes, he's got the cancer. He went to uh, Fukushima. Um, so he le- he meets Rengoku, and Tanjiro is really excited to meet this guy because, as we know, his father did the flame dance, but he doesn't know anything about it, and he wants to learn more. And neither about does it. Rengoku. Yes, <laughs> Rengoku's like I don't fucking know. Yeah. That surprised me. I was ready for like the info dump, and he's like, "I don't have any idea either." And you're like, "Oh, like done okay. and done." Yeah, the characters. I mean, until later, is very much like the shonen trope as well. He's like the boisterous laugh man. He's yes. like, oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. When he's... he meets him, he talks down to him like, "Uh huh. Yes, I am. How can I help you?" Uh huh. Like you know, yeah. So basically, the entire movie, in bits and pieces. Um, there's a main character who's the evil guy, Enmu, who basically can get people to dream, and then he, like, kills them in their dreams. Because they can, like, he can, like, send people in on his behalf to, like, destroy their dream verse, and then, like, kill them from it. I thought that was dream. pretty cool. Yeah, it he's was. pretty, he's Freddy Krueger in the demon world. Yes. Um, yeah, he, like, tempts people with good dreams. To get them to go into other people's dreams to like stab their dream heart or something. It's all very anime, but very cool. Yes. Um But we get this very touching thing with with uh Tanjiro, you know, going back and seeing his whole family, and he's like, Hey, it's it's like it was before. Oh, and you're supposed to be all like, Oh, this is amazing. Oh, it's so sad. And uh my favorite was Zensuo's dream, where he was like madly in love with, with Nezuko, and she was like, "Oh, I love you, Zensu." And he's like, "I love you too, Nezuko." Yeah, and they're just running around together. <laughs> yes, yeah, really in like quickly. fields of like flowers mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, and Yosuke was like, "I'm badass. I'm a leader." And yeah, he's the leader <laughs> of the group in there. And Nezuko's like, the the wench. Yes, the, the slave of the group. And then, like, Tanjiro and and Zensuo are like, Yes, sir! Yes! Oh, you are so smart! You are the best! Yeah, the animation style changed, too. So I'm like, this is for sure a reference to an older anime. I just don't know. Did you know what they were referencing? Because they clearly changed into, like, mole people from, like, the late 70s of animation there, but I have no idea what they were referencing. Yeah, and I'm not sure either, but it's probably just a... That's probably a good idea. I didn't even think of that, to be honest. Yeah, their eyes were really big. Like that one show that started with an O. What was that called? Oh, that's a terrible description to go on. But but yeah, it definitely, it definitely felt like a reference. I bet you could look up, because it was definitely a reference to another show. Fair. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. I really like how they each have like a different way to 
to thwart the person trying to to kill them. Rengoku's is great. He's just he's just so passionate and determined to live that his entire like dreamscape is on fire, and he just feels the girl in there. <laughs> like wake, he doesn't even wake up. He just strangles her like inside the dream. Yes, I thought that was great. Hell yeah. Definitely fit his character, especially when they give you like the little backstory of like basically his son, all spoilers, his, I guess. His yeah, but his mom, yeah, his mom dies, and his dad's just really depressed from that happening. So he has to watch over his brother, and he's like, I'm never gonna give up ever in that scene. And then they show him like just strangling her from the dream world, and you're like, Okay, that's pretty badass. He's just really never going to die. And then Yes. Well, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yes. So they they spend the majority of the, and this is only an hour and a half. So things. I don't quick. like how everyone wins, though. I was hoping like Nezuko would have to save someone. I don't like how they were all able to not be killed in the dream world. It's kind of goofy that I don't know Zenitsu shows up as like a skeleton man in the dark with like scissors. That made no sense to me. I don't. Yeah. Was that the Freddy Krueger reference? I have no idea, but I, I wish they would have had them struggle with it more because they really hype up like only the best demon slayers will be able to get through this one, and then all of them do, and some of them do it in like a goofy way, <laughs> like like the Boar Man too. Yes, like it makes sense for Ren Goku where it's like his entire world's on fire, and you're like, okay, well that's pretty metal. It's, he seems hard to kill, but everyone else should have had a harder time. Agreed. Um. So yeah, basically the most the, the the meat and potatoes of the of the movie is them fighting Inemu and eventually he's defeated. And he like, becomes the entire train first though. Yes. So, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like they defeat him and they're like, oh okay, cool. Wrapped up. Oh, I hated this. And then out of the you blue, someone else just fucking shows up. One of the ten... What are they called? The blood demons? The, the, the... Yeah, I don't know. They have, like, the upper and lower moons. I think there's only six upper moons and six lower ones. I don't know. But these ones have been alive, like, forever. <sighs> like, a thousand years or something. So Yeah, these are, like... This is, like, the third person, like, from the top. Like, he's super... Super hardcore. What, what do... For... I can't think of his name. Akaza? Funny is his... yeah, yeah, probably. Because yeah. he was a stripey it, guy. It's, it's funny because he just he looks really goofy to me. I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's like child size and he's like very colorful. I don't know. He's like character design doesn't make him look intimidating to me, but I guess that makes sense. But yeah. He's then, just like an immortal human. Yeah, and then like his whole thing is he's going to fight Rengoku and... forever. Yeah, and he's like, this is amazing. <laughs> and they have this extended fight sequence for like 15 minutes. Yeah, it's long. It's not bad, though. And At like, least they don't make them talk a lot that without is fighting. True. But still, it's like they're fighting and fighting my, and fighting. My biggest complaint, though, is that they should have cut down some of the fighting time to give Ren Goku more of a backstory, so I cared about his character. They didn't give him enough, Well, I think. Bullshit. They gave him more than enough. His whole point was he had a shitty father who was a demon slayer who didn't give a fuck about him and didn't give a fuck about his son. So he was a, he was, 
you know, besides his dad being an asshole, he became a demon slayer, and his little brother looked up to him, and he encouraged his little brother to do the best he can do. That was his backstory. We got it all in the dream sequence. I guess that's good enough, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess by the time they have the scene with his mom later in the show, that's good enough, but, I don't know, I still feel like they could have used it better. Everyone had their, like, dream universe, and they could have told me more about, you know, the other two characters, like Inosuke or Zenitsu, in those dream sequences, rather than just having them do their goofy thing with Nezuko. Well, we got, you know. we got a lot of backstory on Zenitsu, because when he was in, when they were fighting the spider people. Remember, we got the yeah. whole back history of him, and why he's a demon slayer. I just want more story in my shonen, and there's not enough stories, so... I don't know, you were, you were bringing up that the fight was too long, and I kind of agree. I wanted more stories. I so. just thought it was stupid! Because here, the entire plot was they gotta defeat Enmu, and save the train full of people, and then they do that, and you're like, cool, kick ass, they won! And then out of the blue, this motherfucker just shows up, and, like, the whole purpose was to show, like, Renku, Rengoku being his badass. And it's like, we already know he's a badass. We don't have to see it. He choked that bitch out, like, in his dream world. And, yeah. <laughs> like, he's number two or whatever in the Hashira or whatever. Like, he's a badass. Like, eh. And then, like... I think it's important to show how it's kind of, like, futile, though. But I, also I think it's important like, to show that the humans are, are losing or weaker. But I also felt like Tenjiro had this stupid, like... Like, now he's, like, super sad because he's dying. And he's not winning. And it's like, motherfucker, you just met this motherfucker! You just met this guy, like, an hour ago! And you're already like, mm -hmm. oh, man! He's my, he's my hero! He's the most badass guy I've ever met! Because he can do flame stuff. Like, give me he a break! He does do a lot of flame stuff. He does. And but he's unexplainably fast. Yes. Um, and they, they really do, explain they, how he's so fast as a human. <laughs> they do the ufotable, you know, the purple and orange blurs and, you know, typical fighting mm -hmm. stuff. But, um, like, and then I he loses. Over my favorite scene. Oh, what's that? My, well, my favorite scene is how uh, Tanjiro almost beheads himself in real life. Because the whole time I was oh, thinking, yeah. like, this is effective in the dream world, but the whole time I'm like, man, I really wish they would show like that to be a risk in the real world. And then they do it, because I'm like, how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know the difference? He's just lopping his head off repeatedly. Shouldn't they be able to trick him? And then they almost do, and Inosuke saves him, because his intuition's too good. Yes. Because he's a wild animal. So that was one of my favorite scenes, because I'm, I'm like, they're really missing an opportunity to show how this isn't like an unbeatable plan. <laughs> What if he fucks it up and cuts off his head in real life? And he almost does. Yeah. So that was really cool. I like that. I also sure. like how they hint that Inosuke's not just, like, accidentally good at fighting. Because mm, earlier when they're fighting him and they're looking at all the eyes, Tanjiro's like, oh, I guess they just can't tell where he's looking because he's wearing the boar head. But then later when the villain's dying, he's like, he knew where I was looking because of his intuition. You're like, oh, well, he's not just accidentally good. He can just actually feel things out. Yeah. So that made his character cooler. For sure. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, I enjoyed the movie. I just didn't enjoy that final fight scene with, with Rengoku. And now he's dead. And to <laughs> me, it's just like, why? This felt, like, so unnecessary. Like... They were like, ah, shit. We didn't pad it out. The show is out. unnecessary. 
I mean, they have, like, the main villain guy kill all the weaker demons because he's mad one of them lost. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they definitely just kill characters off for no reason. The train guy would have died, too, but he wasn't there. He was on the train at the time, so. Yeah. For sure. And now he's gone. Exactly. Now they're all out of lesser demons, and all the upper ones are alive because they're all unbeatable or something. Yes. So, I mean, I really feel like, okay, season two. I mean, they're they're coming up with a season two. This definitely left, like, why is Tanjiro still fighting? Because he's going to be like, oh, because Rengoku, oh, he died. I'm going to take his place, and I'm going to be the greatest flame demon slayer ever or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's going to be both. He lost his sword. It's time for him to get a fire sword next. There you go. They really set that one up, or he throws it through the demon at the end. And you're like, ah, they talked about his sword being oh, black. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and he wants right. a red and blue one. So, yeah, they definitely set that up to, like, he needs a new sword. You are correct. Saw so, that yeah, one coming. I gave it a seven. Like, <laughs> it went by fast. Uh, Obviously, when you have an hour and a half or two hours or whatever, like, you kind of power through a bunch of shit. But it definitely mm-hmm. felt like, okay, I'm just watching a lengthy episode, you know. That's what I was going to say. Like, do you, was this any better as a movie? And I don't think so. Than it would be in the show. It no. definitely just felt like four episodes put together. Uh-huh. So uh, it's just bizarre to me that it's like the most successful anime movie. I saw someone proposing, I forget where I read it, that it wasn't necessarily because it was better, but because it's we're entering an age where anime is very available in china even in theatrical releases so it's really just you know a billion people that now have access to media they didn't necessarily have in theaters well even in the u.s it was number one yeah i mean it it was also nothing it was number one yeah in japan and the u.s and everywhere but the point is for like it winning globally china played a big part oh okay um yeah it was weird i was watching tv the other day and it was like there was a commercial for it i'm like Huh. One thing I was weirded out, though, it was rated R for the United States. It was rated PG in uh, Japan. Or I think G, actually. It's weird. I don't know how it would get an R rating. Uh, Apparently because of all the violence. I mean, yeah, it's like all violence and you could even say like body horror. People are like exploding. Um... Yeah, but it's still not it's still not crazy. It's far less violent than Invincible. Or at least less grotesque. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean I'll watch more Demon Slayer, but it's it's kinda like how I feel about every shonen though. Where like some shonen's good enough that I wanna watch it, but I none of it is like none of it will ever be my favorite show. <laughs> shonen has too many flaws for me. It it doesn't focus on what I value as much in anime. So in Japan it was rated PG twelve. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, you just have to be twelve or thirteen. Yeah, apparently. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it did well in Japan or in America because there was nothing. The fucking this was the first movie I'd seen since we got into lockdown. Um, right. Yeah. And... I didn't go to theaters to see it because Sony fucked up and leaked the entire movie. But um, yeah, the same day I way... went, you're like, hey, they leaked it. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, like, it was fun to watch in the theater. It was actually interesting to see, like, the verse mix of people actually in the theater. 
Mm. There was younger, there was older, there was, you know, middle-aged people like me. Like, well, there was younger. Was that the ticket you bought actually are? Did they have to have an adult to yes. see it if there were kids? Yes. Oh, that's crazy to me. It's not that. It's not that crazy. I remember why I don't like going to the movie theater anymore. People are fucking obnoxious. <laughs> no, actually, everyone was fine. Okay, um, well, why not? Movie starts at two. We watched 30 fucking minutes of goddamn previews. What kind of previews does they even show? Movies aren't coming out. They uh, give you some oh, anime previews. Had, oh, no, they're none. It was the new Saw. I remember distinctly. The new Saw movie. The girl mm. down the road, like four seats away, jumped out of her seat and was like, Oh, yeah! Like when the fucking Saw logo came up. And I was like, who the fuck gets this excited over Saw? I know. There's like eight movies deep. Been like since 2004 or something. This is called Spiral. People still tell me I I like darker shows. Not necessarily gory for no reason. But people still tell me I should watch the first Saw, Saw because it does have like a mystery. But I don't know. No, Any series an, that goes on that long can't be that good. There's an ass ton of movies coming out apparently. There's a Dalmatians one about Quella DeVille. Like oh. a live action Quella DeVille movie. Which I thought was weird. I'm like, why are you showing this preview in an R-rated movie? She's a villain. Maybe, I mean, she was running a Dalmatian farm to make fur coats. Maybe in the actual <laughs> live action, she skins animals. Yeah. And that's Disney, Disney's yeah. gone dark. Yeah, well, I mean, her villain in the animated movie is pretty dark if you read into it, I suppose. She was turning Dalmatians into coats, so. Yeah. That so. could be dark if portrayed right. True. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that scene, I guess that I watched it with a friend uh, online. I'm digging myself a more illegal hole. I shared this illegal oh, movie. Oh man, you're going. To oh, jail. shame on me. Yeah, we watched it on Discord, and I streamed it. And he's like a bigger Shonen fan than me, so he he really liked it. But he also agreed that it like wasn't any different than the show. Like he didn't feel like he gained anything by it being a movie. Um, and we watched we watched it subbed, and it was good. I had both versions, but we both watched the show subbed, so we decided to continue with that. Yeah, I watched a dub, because that's what I watched. Um, <laughs> I was kind of the only thing though, I haven't heard is complaints about the dub. Apparently, it's decent. I, I I didn't. I mean, I watched it, so it's like I don't have anything to go off. Of, but I I liked it. Um, yeah, I was kind of bummed though people. that they didn't have the IMAX version. Um. In, in the dub, they only had it in Japanese for some reason. Mm, strange. And then, I looked uh, the opposite problem. I was looking up to go see it, and I couldn't actually sh find a theater that was showing it subbed. Wow! The, like three closest theaters to me were only showing it dubbed, which is that's really interesting because yeah, they had like one time slot in the morning, and I'm like, I'm not going at fucking. See that 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 see was backwards compared to me. There was only like two huh. time slots where it was dubbed, and the remaining ones were subbed. And then Strange. They I wonder how they determine that. Do people just really like uh, dub where I live? <laughs> how I do they know? know? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, there's just two on the weekend, and they're both like in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, I want to go at night. So I just, I, I mean, I didn't go. But did you watch the show with like weird. headphones on, or or did you watch it with like surround sound, or? Um, I watched it with speakers on. Uh, okay. I guess like the Discord noise filtering is good enough. My friend couldn't hear it through my speakers, but I was just playing it through speakers so I could hear him and like the movie. Fair. 
Okay, because uh, the like, one thing I kind of got frustrated with watching in the theater was the dialogue. Quiet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, no. The worst. The dialogue was on the front speakers only. The ones behind the screen. But the oh. music was around you, or at least on the sides. But there was no surround sound. There was no kind of panning or anything. It was just... Another disadvantage. Yeah, there's no surround sound. I thought that was kind of weak. But, I mean, my speakers would also be able to mimic that. And, yeah, the the sound design seemed lazy. <laughs> there was no, like, part that sounded cool moving from side to side, like you said, the panning. And, and it was frustrating, because it was like... I didn't have trouble hearing, These though. people were talking I mean, at you, and I'm like, what the fuck? I want to hear them about, like next to me, not coming at me. And it took a little bit to right. get used to. Oh, yeah, I don't think of that often, but that would be weird. No, I mean, sound-wise, it was fine. One, we have the handicap of reading subtitles if I didn't hear them. But in the most part, I heard them. I mean, pretty much, yeah, I never I never felt like I couldn't hear them talking. But mine wasn't set up poorly, like yours was in the theater. And also, in VLC, I have the mode that normalizes volume, so my uh. ears aren't, like, blown out by explosions and talking sounds loud enough. So, Yeah. Gotcha. I don't have any of that weakness. It, all around, it's a better than theater viewing experience. Fair. Fair. Okay. Uh, like I said, overall, I gave it a 7. In the theater, I mean, like you said, it was fun to watch an anime in the theater on the big screen. Don't get me wrong. Even I could watch it. And it was like, ah, this is cool. But mm. unlike something like Your Name... I didn't come out of there like, oh, that was amazing. Oh, the one I just watched. Like, both me and my mm-hmm. co-worker were both like, well, that was definitely Demon Slayer. And my co-worker right, read yeah. a ton of the manga, so he already knew what was going to happen. So he was like, yeah, that was really well done, but so much more is going to happen. I'm like, don't tell me. Just shut up. So... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He still says that episode 19 was the catalyst, that everyone liked it. And he told me that no one really liked Demon Slayer until episode 19. So my entire time watching this, I was waiting for episode 19. to being like, okay, this is actually a pretty decent show. Like, what's so good about episode 19? And then episode 19 happened. And I was like, okay, what was so great that happened? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's like, it's like the height in action for the show, maybe at least for the first season. But there's, there's definitely reasons to like it besides just the shonen fight scene. Your coworker must just really like shonen, but he might. I mean, he yeah, he probably does. But he was what he told me, Perm Blake was, oh, well, Demon Slayer was just kind of okay. People really didn't like it that much. But then episode nineteen happened, and everyone liked it, and it became popular. I'm like, uh, okay. That's weird. Well, I'm that not almost, sure. I, that, like, that people were waiting nearly 20 episodes deep in a show that's yeah. only like 36 episodes or whatever. It's even it less. It's like 24. There's oh, only 26. after 19. Yeah. It's just the recovery, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was 26 episodes. It's, so yeah, I was kind of confused by his comment, but I was just like, well, okay. I guess I kind of disagree. I mean, I watched it as it was airing, and people were excited pretty much from the beginning. There's a lot of people that read the the manga it was from going into it, I feel, and that's Uh, why most people were excited. I know some of my friends, as well as some people I saw on Reddit, were just, they were excited from the beginning because they read the source material. 
And I mean, it kind of it has like an interesting, an interesting hook, a dark hook, I guess. Gotcha. I don't know. I liked it from the beginning. I w- I would say nineteen was like cool action wise, but the strongest points to me are just the beginning of the show and the desperation of the main character uh, throughout. It's 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 supposed to be grim. The good guys are supposed to be losing. I think that's mm-hmm. what makes it a good story. Well, I'm waiting for Goku to show up and put him into the... Goku already showed up. They just had Ren in front of his name. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they didn't go to the spaceship and, you know, go I'll do all that battling and, you know, getting all the gravity put on him. Yeah, maybe so they won't have to. Maybe buff. he just needs a new sword. He just needs a new sword and... And Nosuke just needs to take, like, the boar head off of his head so he can see. And then he becomes powerful. <laughs> what are they going to do with with the scaredy cat guy? Senzo... Whatever. The Netsu. Yeah, when is he gonna um, be like this badass? Because obviously we all know he's a badass. He is sometimes. He has, yeah, he has really good powers. But when are they gonna? Like, when are they gonna like? Yeah, well, when he's sleeping. When are they gonna yeah. be like? Okay, his 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 badassery is gonna shine all the time. Or is that the joke? It just never happens. When Netsuko's murdered. Hell yeah. I don't know. You know, when something grim, even more grim happens, I, I feel like you need some sort of motivation. Yes. All right. I gave it a seven. What did you give it? The same. I gave the it a seven. seven. Well, there you go. I, I gave the show a seven as well. Like, it's good. I have fun watching the show, and the, but the movie was no better than the show, and so, you know, it's it just, just above average it. shonen to me. Will you watch season two? Yeah. Same. Yeah, same here. Because now I feel like, okay, I've already been this invested. There's nothing, there's nothing offensive to me. Like, no. I enjoyed my time watching it, but I just, I mean, I have a hard time, like, recommending it. It's not special to me, really. Fair. All right. Well, there you go. Demon Slayer in a nutshell. Yeah, we summed it up. Yes. We're never going to speak of it again until season two. Yeah, until three months. Yes. Is it really three months? Damn. That's quick. All right. Wonder Egg Priority. The pretty show. That was pretty and confusing. It's very pretty. And it uses CGI in the only acceptable way I've seen. And rotoscoping. Really good Yeah, the goofy tiny demon. Well, I was going to say that usually looks bad as well, I guess. But this here, it looks pretty good. Well, I wouldn't say it always looks bad. Rotoscoping kind of is cool. I like the realistic backgrounds, but... But yeah, CGI, they actually make the, the tiny goblin people with knives actually look... It's kind of like Madoka Magica, how it switches different mm-hmm. art styles. Although those are all hand-drawn, I think. I don't know. All right. But either I, way. I will let you talk about Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, goody. Yes. So. Uh, so, yeah, Wonder Egg, I was... I didn't know much going in other than it was pretty, and one of my friends I play games with on Discord told me to watch it. And I told um, you to watch it. Yeah, and you told me to watch. That doesn't matter as much. No. Uh, <laughs> what won't you tell me to watch? That is true. <laughs> this is a great show called Boku no Pico. Oh, great. It's about I'll watch it right after Wonder Egg. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, same, same. I had no effing clue what a Wonder Egg priority was. I was you know like, how you're supposed to tell? It shows you three eggs or four eggs on the cover, and it's like, it looks yes. kind of pretty. The girls are like laying in the grass. It looks like Slice of Life, honestly. Which I guess is kind of the point. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, I there's like so the much intro. to unpack in this show. I like the intro. It was like soothing and. It's very whimsical. It's very yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
very like Ghibli movie level. Um, where do you even start with this show? It's it's crazy. Um, I dislike a lot of parts of it, but I guess I should give like the brief introduction of it first. Yeah, but I also start, love parts start with, of it. Start with I. Ah, so you have the main girl I, and she's a shut in in her room. She doesn't want to go to school. Her mom and her teacher are trying to get her out. Her teacher comes home to like give her homework, and hit on her mom. Apparently, I know. he's like, "Hey, Mrs. Oto, what's yeah after class but the, studying?" But then, <laughs> then you find out the reason I's all shut in in her room is her best friend commits suicide by jumping out of the classroom window onto the pavement. Um, so maybe it's like not an appropriate time to flirt with the mom or something. Yeah, I know your daughter's traumatized and in her room all day, but you know, let's go see a movie sometime. Yeah. I don't know. Like, where was the springboard for that relationship? Because, <laughs> like, she's clearly for most of the show not doing well. She's very much still a shut in. And you'd think it would just be, like, kind of inappropriate to be flirting with her mom while, like, he's clearly failing as, like, a teacher and helping her cope. But either way, um, and maybe that's not even his job, I guess you could say. I have no idea how Japan handles that. I thought it was kind of weird that the main teacher like shows up at her house anyway. Yeah, maybe well, that, he, that was just always his goal. Well, that and it's hinted that he had something to do with the suicide. Yeah, so that brings me to like the first part I don't like. But first, we'll cover what actually happens in the show. So the whole reason it's called Wonder Egg is they get these Wonder Eggs and they have girls inside of them. So basically. She goes to bed at night. I don't even remember how she gets her powers, honestly. The show is a blur to me, but she just she somehow gets... Because remember, she buries the the bug in the first episode, and the bug's like, hey, come with me. She's like, okay. Ah, uh, yes. So the bug brings her to Wonder Egg Town. She gets an egg, and then when she goes to bed with it, she wakes up in the dream world, and tiny demon goblins are chasing her, and she has to keep the girl safe. And... The show's good because, in my opinion, the main character is both trying to be more mature and very naive. And I really like their use of flashbacks because you don't know why she's there or why she's so sad in the beginning. They reveal over time that her friend killed herself and how she feels guilty for not standing up for her more. But this is the same. Let me think. Let me think of what's the something else came up in this episode that it's the same of. I'm going to get there. Oh, Higehiro, where everyone has a different perspective on their life and different, I guess, like, knowledge of the main character, Sayu. In this, it's, um, I is often wrong about what people around her were up to. Because, like, people call things into question, whether it's the demon she's fighting or the girl she's talking to or her friends. Mm -hmm. They're like, are you sure they weren't, like, a thing? And it, she has, like, a flashback, like, that didn't even occur to her that, like, perhaps... Uh, her friend herself was interested in the teacher and stuff and it's like also the best one there's a better example than that the best one is uh do you think she was so brave because she was already ready to die and you're like holy shit that's kind of dark but then it makes i think like well i didn't even consider that like you would be very brave if you just gave up already you know you don't care what happens to you so i thought that was it was good that people have imperfect information i don't like anime where like the character just knows everything and is, like, never caught off guard, which happens a lot. I like it in Higa Hero, and I like it here, where it's like, I is clearly, you know, a high school 
well, junior high girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to learn a lot about, one, the serious topic of her friend dying and just, like, the world in general. And it's like, of course, she's shocked to have a revelation, you know? It's something that Madoka Magica could have done better. Is everyone has these, like, shocking realizations in the show. But it's like, at the time, it's too late. And they're, like, doomed. Um, They could have done a little more before that. But I guess the point is to make it more dark. But... We're, I'm, I'm getting off topic. Um, it's hard to talk about. Like, I don't want to ruin all of it necessarily because I yeah, think the show's it's worth watching. worth watching. Like, I, I don't feel bad just spoiling Demon Slayer. But I guess the good part of the show is, much like Madoka Magica, it's not as it's presented at face value. But the show has a lot of, a lot of weaknesses. It's beautiful and has the dark parts and has some kick-ass characters. But they also have a recap episode for episode 8, and I'll never forgive anime that have recap episodes. Yeah, that's episodes. so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, I read that it was because they couldn't finish it. That was supposed to be the... What is her name? I should have brought up the show in general. The Black Girls uh, episode. Oh, uh, Niru. Yeah, Niru. Nehru. It was supposed to be... Naru, I think it's... It... Naru, that's what saying. It was supposed to be her episode, because, you know, everyone else gets, like, their own episode at the end of, like... Mm-hmm unstoppable odds and she doesn't get one that's because that was supposed to be hers and they didn't finish it so they made it a recap episode so that's a bummer but it also shouldn't be forgiven i mean like no matter the circumstance that's like a black mark they gotta overcome because a recap episode is absurd i agree you're only seven episodes in especially like have it between seasons at the very least um but my favorite character was rika anyway so it didn't matter to me Plus, I really like her her scissors. I like how she throws them like boomerangs and they make the cool buzzing noise. Really, the show's just really pretty and fun to look at. And I thought, I thought all the voice acting was good too. I looked up Rika's voice actress, and this is like the first role she ever had. They had like a lot of new voice actresses for this show, and I thought they all did really well. Oh, sorry, it's the second role. The girl that voices Rika, uh, voiced uh, you from love live oh. and she got the job in love live you watanabe she got the role in love live because of her covers of the original love live uh, se- uh season oh, like wow. music cover of singing so then they let her do the next show about the different group of girls and this is her only her second role outside of that and i thought she was great is rika i thought she did a great job so hopefully she gets more voice acting roles but i thought that was interesting and ironically, they don't even use her for her, like, singing talent. Like, Rika's backstory is she's an idol, but, like, she they don't have her singing yeah, in the sing show. or anything, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. But all the voice acting is really good. I mean, Actually, when they're Rika, mad and whatnot. I, I, you're supposed to hate Rika early on. Rika's the obnoxious, yeah, but I, like... But I can't hate her. She's a oh, badass. No, yeah. I don't know. She's bad. She, you, once you get to know her and understand her... Once she like, gives oh. you the, the backstory, yeah. Uh, I just knew from her like character design she'd be my favorite. She's she's the punk rock character, which is funny because she comes from like the the cutesy idol background, which also was a good tie-in, yeah, for being that voice actress as well. You know, from Love Live and doing the covers. But then they didn't have her sing. I was disappointed. I also like how they have catchphrases in the show, which at first I thought was cheesy when I's like, "And now I'm mad," which yes. is like 
delivered well. It sounded really impressive in Japanese, where she's, like, yelling that, falling out of the sky. But I'm like, that's kind of goofy. But then they each have one. Like, Rika's is, like, how about a shot through the heart or something? It's like the Joan Jett reference or yes. something. I don't know. Um, and I'm sure the other two characters have one. But they, they deal with some dark shit, you know? It's, like, it's definitely worth watching. Rika has like the the self harm background, and they're all they're all dealing with very intense shit. Nira's sister, oh. they don't really get into her story because they cheat you out of that episode with the recap. But Nira's sister tries to murder her and then leave. So like, we are getting an episode in June. Oh, is that the one that's supposed to be the OVA or whatever? Yes. Well, thank goodness because her backstory is like the most intense, probably. Where she's like, I'm not doing it for me. Or, wait, she does say she's doing it for her. Because everyone's like, we're doing it for someone. And she's like, I'm doing it for me. Because I want to know why my sister tried to murder me. And you're like, holy shit, what? Um, But it's all their weakness is just... I mean, it's pacing. It's pacing feels all wrong. Because they have, like, a few battles each episode. And that just feels like too many. I thought yeah, early on, there was way too much, like, sexualization. Interesting. Of, like, oh... Uh, we're, you know, defeating, like, the, there was, like, three bad guys who all had to do with sex. One of them was being a sexual predator. Mm -hmm. Of children, sorry. A sexual predator of children. It's like, okay. Say, yeah, I mean, I would say most of them were. But, hmm. I guess I don't view it as a negative, because, I mean, if you're doing, like, the grim coming-of-age girl story, right, then you're going to cover the sexual predators, suicide, self-harm. You know, they're hitting all the rough topics, and it's true that, like, a lot of them are sexual-based, but they, they divvy them up, you know? It's like, a lot of them struggle with their, like, gender identities, and they have, like, the girl that... Wants to be a guy. She was my favorite. Molested. Yeah, they they do have like too much. Momoe was my favorite. Yeah, she's good. But I mean, even the girl she's helping, the one that layers like the baseball cap. Yeah. So like she's from like a shonen manga or something. I don't know. They made her talk funny. Um, they made her talk cool, like like a Sailor Moon guy character. Um, but like I thought that was good. I thought they still they they differentiated without it just being like this is a cute girl that was molested because she was too cute, you know. Mm -hmm. They do that once, but I think they did they, they differentiate. So I'm not going to hold that against them. Also, it's so much uh, a mystery if the teacher's a bad guy in some way and the sexual tension there because mm -hmm. I has a crush on him. Potentially, her friend did and was manipulated. Mm -hmm. The mom wants to date him, and it's like it's fine for now the rest of the plot to be centered on like the deception of that i feel but i my favorite episode is probably the one with rika and i though and the two idols that kill themselves and like the cult the idol cult i thought that was a really good episode um well we assumed they kill themselves i guess by the end of the story they kind of hint that like not every girl's there because that happened but yeah in in the specific episode I forget what they said. They hinted at something that, like, the idol person they were following, they were the biggest fans, and they hinted when they when that person quit their career that they killed themselves or something. 
Um, which was good for Rika's episode, too, because she was also an idol. And uh, that episode was just really good in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the fight scenes are all very cool. It's very pretty. There's good voice acting. But my second favorite episode is probably the one where they get into, like, the actual plot of the story and the villain with that... What was the other girl's name called? Um, um, so there's Momoe... Rika, Naru, Koito? Uh, no, sorry. Oh, I know who you're talking about. The girl they created. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, Frail. Frail, yeah. Her episode's very good, and I've never seen... Yeah, that was as awesome good. Episode. a I've never seen as good use of like a sound effect to tie together an episode with the lip pop. That is, I mean, have you ever seen like such a good sound device used in anime? To, to give light spoilers, she likes doing like a pop noise with her with her lips, and that's like yeah. her thing. Or whatever. And then at the end, like the main character, one of the guy's actual daughter makes that lip pop noise for the first time ever like at 17 so like that that part was so cool to yes me. it was the best use of like a sound device to show to tie together like two scenes and to hint at like that she's you know the mastermind or whatever which is all very interesting but then the other week part of the show other than the recap is yeah, the season and they pre- they present like unbeatable characters in the dream world and they make it look all dire but then the show just ends so now you're wondering what they're going to do but not in a good way like it didn't capture my interest i'm not as excited as i should be for season two because it just all seems so rushed and like impossible for them to beat them you know i also didn't like how they like the characters of akka and uraka like mm-hmm. the whole like the synopsis of like why these wonder eggs exist and this and that and it's all too much at once, yeah. Yeah, it was just like, episode, episode, episode. Then it's like, er, put the brakes on. Let's explain why they're really fighting. And it's just like, this just episode just full of talking and like, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Also, you, you can't even, as the viewer, you can't even be sure like that's the actual plot of the show because their characters are so untrustworthy. At least to me, right? I mean, they're like manipulating junior high school girls for their own gain. Like, they kind of set them up to not be trusted in the show, right? Yeah. So I'm not even sure, especially because they're working with, like, the chaperone of Nieru, too. And it's like, it seems like it's a conspiracy. And while they're doing the whole backstory, you're like, okay, but is this just another lie to I? Like, you don't know if they're, he's lying. Um, So that kind of bugged me, too. It's like the, the info dump for the plot wasn't presented in a way that was believable or trustworthy. Which can be used to good effect, but I'm not sure they will. And, but... Yeah, the Frill episode's really good still. I love the Frill like, episode. Yeah, that was Even great. though it's a huge info dump. <laughs> no, I thought the way they, yeah. they brought her in and built her character up and explained everything was amazing. Mm-hmm. That, and I and just that's remember... why it's so upsetting when they have a recap, because it's like, this could have been one of my favorite shows, but there's just like a few big flaws that ruined it. That, I remember Rika throwing up. Mm-hmm. Like, it tastes like chicken, and she throws up when she's looking at chicken. And right. won't explain why, but I don't know, those are like the big things. I tried watching the first couple episodes uh, dubbed, 
Because there is a lot of talking in this show. A lot of fast dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like maybe I missed something watching it subbed. But, oh, pretty too. I'm looking at the action and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not necessarily that all the dialogue. I mean, I'm certainly reading it all, but yeah, like you said, there's a lot going on visually as well and talking wise. There's like four characters talking. So, most like of the time. in the first episode, they call those little those little monsters haters. Like, yeah. Oh, those are the haters. Like, okay. I think that's a good word for them. I mean, they're supposed to be. The malice that normal people have towards them, right? Yes. Um, but then there's like the super, super haters that are actual real people that affected their lives. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. What do you think of all the weapons? There's only one I could really figure out, and I wanted to ask you, like, like why does I have a pen that transforms? Because it makes sense it. to me. Yeah, I liked, I mean, yeah, we never even find out why a pen. I just seemed like right. it was like, oh, it's what she had on her. Rika's obvious. Rika's is obvious, though. She has the scissors, but the scissors are the, the like push-up razors. It's the because you see her cutting herself. Oh with the yeah, same yeah, thing. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so that one, I'm like, and then it made me think about all the other ones because I'm mean, like, Rika's weapon I, is the th or self-harm weapon. Yeah, I could think uh, the reason the pencil is because the drawing of uh of of um. What's her name? The friend. Oh, Koito? Koito, yeah. And maybe uh, the, pen, yeah. the pencil is, you know, what do you use to draw? You use a pencil. Yeah, it's also all of her past trauma with, like, the teacher as well, because he's, like, the aspiring artist. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what is the other weapons? Nero has, like, a space gun, so I have no idea what yeah, that's that was to, weird. other than... Other and, than she faces the pressure of being like the girl genius society or something. And then Momo had, I believe, wasn't it the hat or like a ribbon? She has like a, yeah, like a ribbon and also like an umbrella, I think, in one scene. I'm not really sure why she has an umbrella. But yeah, I mean, they all make sense. It's like a halberd thing. Yeah. yeah, but they're not as obvious, because when I saw Rika's, I'm like, the razor she was using was, like, the same color and shape as, like, her weapon in the dream world, and I'm like, ah, that makes sense, but what about the other ones? And the other ones aren't as clear. Yeah. But, kind of like, I mean, to get too deep into it, because this is why the show's fun, it's like another layer of allegory, right? Where it's like, it's hinting that the show being darker if Rika's using, like, the the tool she uses to hurt herself to kill people in the dream world, you know, it's like, it's, it's a little, it's a little grim, I guess. It kind of shows that they're like self-destructive in their own way. Yeah. Especially the way she uses her weapon. Hucks it at people and stuff. And I don't know. It's, uh, it's really good, but I wish it didn't have a recap episode and I wish they could have paced the end better. Cause it just, it didn't get me as hyped up as I wanted to be for the second season. It was just all, it was info dump, dump and then unsurmountable odds and then it ended without like a teaser of what could be different. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I Maybe I have to rewatch it dubbed, but maybe after a while it got a little full of itself. Like it tried being too deep and, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I definitely felt there's a point around, like, right before the recap, where I'm, it's the same thing I felt in uh, 
pick a hero where I was like, well, you know, you can only tease it being dark and deep for so long without delivering, you know, like you said, full of itself. Like it's it's coasting on its dark inception dream plot at times it feels. And then they info dump you and it's like if all of the build up for that lazy of delivery, not lazy delivery. I mean, the the, the episode with the girl is really good as like a villain of the show. But. But yeah, I, I get what you mean, I guess. It definitely feels like it strings you along with too many dream world fights without delivering on the, the, the promise of what Madoka Magica, you know, would do in that amount of time, in the same amount of time. Yep. All right. But I still really liked it. I mean, I still gave it an eight. Same. And eight. Yep. It has a lot of flaws. So, like, it definitely could have been one of my favorites if it didn't have the recap and it paced a little better. Still really glad I watched it. It still made my, my top five of last year. Mm, right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's great. I, I'm excited for more, and I hope they have the means to, you know, like, finish it. without <laughs> more restrictions, like having to do a recap or not finishing an episode, because, I mean, it's an all-original anime story, mm -hmm. so I applaud them. Yeah, it's I not guess. a light novel, it's not from a manga. Yeah, I don't definitely. Yeah. Um... My worst storyline, though, I, I don't like Naru. I don't like the, hey, I'm only in high school, but I'm a genius and run this worldwide company. Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. I don't like her either, shit. but I want to. And I think if she had her episode about, I don't know, her sister trying to murder her, I, I feel like they could do something interesting. But yeah, it all seems out, like, pretentious and fake. Mm -hmm. And, like, her biggest struggle so far was, like, getting help making friends because she's like cold and a genius like that's not very convincing compared to the other characters i agree yeah but i i do feel like it's not necessarily a flaw of her character writing so much as they didn't deliver her entire episode fair fair so hopefully that'll be rectified hopefully in june we can go back and say okay well all the girls are pretty cool <laughs> all of them go. are interesting in some way yeah well anything else you want to talk about before we go um, no, no. All right. Well, cool. Well, that was it. That is episode 285 in the can. I think we got a lot done today, so. Now we have a nutshell in the can. We have a nutshell in the can, exactly. <laughs> ah, so man. Content. The next time we record, what will we record? I don't know, man. I'm assuming the next time we record will be pretty close to the end of the, uh, end of the season. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I can foresee that being true. Oh, one other. There's one other thing. You gave me a chance and I declined, but I'm taking my chance back. Yeah, go for it. I'm interested to know the demographics of who watched Under Wonder Egg and who liked it. I have probably more friends that are guys that watch anime online, but I also have a good amount of friends that are girls, and all the girls, women, I should say in my life really like this show it seems really popular with women and i don't know if it's like letting women be main characters and dealing with shitty part of you know growing up as a girl specifically um that's resonating with them but i'm interested to hear you know i think there's definitely a gender perspective on this show and yeah, i think it I, I really wonder if these are popular I mean... with younger people as well or at least people that are just out of high school you know it definitely feels like it, it hits different for different people Definitely. 
Um, I really wonder. People rave to me about it, and usually they're women that I've been talking to. So really, oh wow, yeah, yeah. definitely like to hear like from uh, a, a female perspective, because obviously as a male, we don't have to deal with these sort of situations, and and I, I wonder if it's being portrayed realistically or is it being portrayed kind of over the top because it's anime you know what i mean right yeah yeah i mean i can't yeah i can't remember all the details specifically but there's just like a general adoration for the show and i haven't seen like this clear of like a, a gender like a demographic split in other things we've watched so it is curious gotcha all right well, yeah, if you get any feedback, I mean, I'd definitely like to hear it because definitely, um, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm sure I can it. bring it up. I'll just, uh, I'll have to be more cognizant of, of data collection. But yeah, just, it occurred to me just thinking back on it, like, the person who told me to watch it besides you was, was a woman. And then, like, two other people I talked to raved about how good it was. And that was, like, the only show they talked about this season. And it's like, it seems to just be really popular with women as well. So it is interesting. I'll, I'll have to record specific reasons why they thought it was good. And, like, is it the same reason we think it's good? Probably a lot of them are the same, but they might have, like, an additional perspective, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because stuff stuff tends to be better when you can relate to it or feel like, oh, man, definitely, oh, I've been there. You know, it resonates with you in some way. Right, so. and a lot of anime is trying to appeal to, I would say, like, the average or lonely guy, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's rare that a show does try to appeal to women, so maybe this one is doing that successfully. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of anime for guys is power fantasy or, or like, mm -hmm. oh, the cute girls really like me, or, oh, man, I have nine girls who want to bone me. Oh, what will I do? Or, you know, it's right. that, it's that. And every decade or so, you have one that really resonates with women, like Black Butler. <laughs> I don't Yuri That's and Ice. probably fair. Yeah. I don't want to Free. pick like all the ones where like guys are the sex symbol. But you know, the, the point is most anime is not trying to do that. And this one might have actually hit on topics that they can relate to. So that's interesting. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, BonsaiBeat.com front slash reviews. There you'll find all our review index. And uh, yeah, uh, it'll be June soon. Where's the time going? June soon. That rhymes. June soon, exactly. I don't know where 2021 has gone, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know where 2020 went. Uh, I don't care. Toilet. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Be safe. Watch your anime. And be back here for another episode soon enough. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.